When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Bama Online Podcast. Time for another practice watch-along. This one on a Tuesday, August the 29th, 2023. Travis Schreier, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, back with you as we inch closer to that 2023 season opener featuring the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Blue Raiders of Middle Tennessee. We've got an SEC team in action Coming up on Thursday as the Florida Gators travel out to Salt Lake City to take on the Utes of Utah. That should be an interesting matchup. Year two for Billy Napier, the former Alabama assistant. Seems as if he's in a good place from a recruiting standpoint, but fans are fickle, as we know. Even with those large buyouts these days, big season coming up for Billy Napier down in Gainesville. And certainly another big season of Alabama football upon us. The Crimson Tide on Tuesday back out on the practice fields. We have a little bit more than three minutes of practice footage to go over with you this evening. And we'll get things started with those inside linebackers. And you see Sean Murphy here, the redshirt freshman, very nimble, very athletic. And these are the kind of drills with the footwork and the pad level and the ability to shift direction and play in space that kind of give you an idea as we saw Deontay Lawson go through the drill and also Justin Jefferson. These are the kind of guys that you can envision in those kind of roles come game day. They seem to handle these kind of drills a little more effortlessly than maybe some other guys on the roster. So big things expected for Deontay Lawson, no doubt about that projects as an every down guy there at the inside linebacker position as much as anything as we've talked about written about at BamaOnline.com you just hope for Deontay he can stay healthy because it's been a bit of an issue in his first two seasons at the University of Alabama from an ability standpoint and football IQ perspective from everything you hear he checks all those boxes and again this kind of drill that we just got to look at It's where he excels, and it translates into coverage. And I think that's where Deontay Lawson really showed up with a knack for the position at inside linebacker from his earliest days at the University of Alabama, similar to another Mobile guy or Mobile area guy in C.J. Mosley all those years ago. C.J., when I first saw C.J. at a practice in 2010 at Alabama, I thought, well, this guy's a red shirt. And he just looked at C.J., you know, he's probably 210 pounds or so. But the thing about CJ in relation to that 2010 team was that with Rolando McLean gone, and also remember Dante Hightower was coming off that ACL injury that he sustained early in the 2009 season against Arkansas and Tuscaloosa, there was an opening there to go along with Nico Johnson and some of those guys as far as can you play in coverage? Even back in 2010, you needed that guy when you got into nickel and certainly when you got into dime situations. And Deontay has some of those same characteristics. I think we've talked about it a lot too. You still need some thumpers. Uh, that's where Tresman Marshall coming in could certainly benefit this defense from the University of Georgia. More of that presence 
Uh, Deontay, I think, is ready to take that next step. I think for Deontay, some of the issues that he's had have had to do with trying to take everything that is given to you from a responsibility perspective, not just with your position, but as a guy who projects as a signal caller type, you got to be able to make sure everybody's in position, everybody's lined up, and then, oh, by the way, when the ball snapped, now you got to play at full speed and make plays at that position. Deontay Lawson going into his third year in the program, it'll be fascinating to see exactly how far his game elevates in 2023. As we move the tape here 15 seconds in, we're back with those outside linebackers. We checked in with them yesterday. There's Dallas Turner working on what looks to be, again, more of an edge-setting drill against the run. We see Keon Keeley there. There's a guy in Jeremiah Alexander you expect to be able to handle that part of it. Chris Braswell, we talked about those guys yesterday a pretty good bit, but you know this goes back to a year ago when some of those zone read principles where these edge defenders are really put in conflict between taking on pullers, taking on lead blockers, trying to make sure they put the quarterback in a position where it's a tough decision for him to make. You can't be too overly aggressive against that inside run because then the quarterback, like a Jaden Daniels and some of these guys that Alabama is going to see over the course of the season, Joe Milton's going to do some of it for Tennessee as well. Maybe Quinn Ewers to an extent, not really his thing, but you've got multiple responsibilities here. You got to keep that outside shoulder free as we see with Jeremiah Alexander. Your eyes have to be in the right place. If you don't exhibit good eye discipline on some of this stuff, you will pay the price. And so there's Quay Roussal, the true freshman, working through drills. Hey, Keon Keeley looking good in that drill, using that length. You know, maybe not a guy that you would think initially going to be the strongest guy at the outside linebacker position, but sometimes you get fooled by these 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six guys. They got these huge hands, and they know how to use their reach and their length in terms of power very early on in their careers. So we get back into Dallas Turner. There you go. Working on that recognition, also hand placement. You want to be explosive, but you got to be disciplined in your approach too as we stop it here one minute in. There's Keanu Coot. We talked about him a little bit yesterday and kind of his place in this pecking order. And I think we all kind of understand at this point that the only surprise that we would get at outside linebacker Saturday night would be if Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell weren't the first two guys out there. And as I talked about in Monday's practice watch along, with the way Middle Tennessee goes about their business on offense, I would think Chris Braswell and Dallas Turner, for as long as the game is truly competitive, going to be on the field a good bit. But that next tier, Q Robinson, a veteran, Keanu Coot, and then you also talk about Jeremiah Alexander. How's that going to play out? That's something I'll have my attention, have my antenna up for as Alabama starts to move maybe some different guys in and out of the lineup at the edge defender positions. And again, Coot, kind of like Deontay Lawson, even more so with Coot, been a real struggle to just stay on the field the last two seasons. So you hope for the South Floridian that he is able to do that. There's Q Robinson, a guy at six foot five, came to Alabama as we stop it one minute and four seconds in. We talked about it, needed that bulk, needed that strength. 
I think Q's a guy that he could weigh 240, 245, and you wouldn't be able to tell all that much because he is so long at six foot five. And look, some of these guys too, and we'll talk about this more as we get into these defensive backs, and we've already seen some of the inside linebackers, guys like Sean Murphy, guys like Keanu Coote, guys like Q Robinson, guys like Jeremiah Alexander. When you talk special teams, you expect them to be very much involved in this season opener. And hey, by the way, for those outside linebackers, their position coach, Coleman Hutzler, obviously has a big hand in special teams play for the Crimson Tide. So as we roll it here one minute and four seconds in, we get into some defensive back stuff. And there's Earl Little, the second first maintaining phase with the receiver. This is a drill you'll see very early on in practice. There was a time when Nick Saban would throw these go routes himself. I don't think Nick does that as much these days, but you see Earl Little maintain phase connected to that wide receiver, and then he gets his head around and makes a play on the football. And Earl Little is going to be another one of these interesting guys because you expect him, and he has been very much in the mix at the star position, but we know that Malachi Moore has and can play inside there at the slot corner. We know Terry and Arnold has cross-trained some between corner and star himself. You've got some safeties that have been in addition to Malachi Moore in that mix. So exactly how that shakes out in the opener and beyond will be on my checklist, no doubt about it. We run the tape here. There's Jalil Hurley, the true freshman corner, going up and semi-high pointing that pass. And then at about 1.16 into the video, we get into a drill that is really cool, in my opinion. And we see Trey Amos up first here working against a receiver. And it's a recovery drill. Now, it kind of starts with the DB behind the wide receiver. You're not able to maybe at the moment of truth, get your head around. So you have to depend on some keys from the receiver maybe to help you out. You're looking at hands. Does his hands go up? If they do, then you're going to see that opposite hand and arm for the defensive back, the corner. And as you can see in this footage, Nick Saban, all eyes on this situation. You're going to go for that sort of stab move right there that you see from Jalil Hurley as you recover against a wide receiver on a deep ball and try to make a play, play through the ball. We actually saw some of this even in, as we watched Desmond Ricks right here, we saw some of this in the 8 day game. Because if you recall, there was one deep shot from Ty Simpson to Jermaine Burton in the spring game where Burton early on had his guy beat. In fact, I think it may have been Desmond Ricks in the first half of that scrimmage. And Ricks, to his credit, kept playing. He was beaten. But he played through the ball and was able to get there on a ball that should have been thrown maybe a little bit earlier, should have been thrown a little bit more out in front. But that's why you do what that drill simulates because you don't just take for granted, oh, well, I'm beat. The ball is going to be on the money. The ball is going to be on time. I'm not going to have a chance to make a play. This is a touchdown. No, you recover and sprint as hard as you can, and then you play the technique at the catch, and you play through the catch with the receiver. So we move it along here in the video, one minute and 35 seconds into it, and we get into some running backs. There's Chase McClellan working with Rob Gillespie, the running backs coach, working on staying low, pad level, and also 
moving those feet, lateral movement, and how some of this certainly translates into an area like pass protection. There you see Roydell Williams. Jam Miller jumps in here. Boy, these backs look good. They're physically ready to go. Next up, Justice Haynes. We had heard that he had been dealing with a minor injury of sorts. He looks pretty good here in this drill. And you see these four backs as we stop at one minute and 57 seconds in, and you wonder, how is this going to play out on Saturday night? Because you get the sense that Alabama feels like they've got four backs that they could rotate into this game before the end of the first quarter, and maybe it'll play out that way. You know, I was watching Notre Dame and Navy last Saturday from Dublin, and of course, Tommy Reese, first-year offensive coordinator at Alabama, previously of Notre Dame, I want to say Notre Dame played five running backs in the first half of that game against Navy last weekend. Now, look, Notre Dame took command of that game very early. Perhaps that wouldn't have been the case had the Irish not gotten off to such a good start. Maybe it would have been more of Audric Estime, the first back that we saw for Notre Dame in that game. But you know what? Audric Estime, by the way, physically puts off some Roydell Williams, kind of that 5'10", 5'11", 215, 220, really stout running back who runs it hard between the tackles. But that is something that for Saturday night, again, uh, how many backs do we see and how quickly do we see maybe as many as four as Justice Haynes here works through the drill with Rob Gillespie. Next, we see a release from the backs from that look. And what I'm thinking here is, as I stop it at 204, you see Jam Miller, is that right elbow, that right forearm, that has the feel of maybe a little chip before you go out and sit down in the route. And if you watch pass protection and you watch chipping in pass protection, you can see games and you can see instances where some of these poor edge defenders, the sweet spot for these is the rib cage and uh that'll slow some guys down if they know that's coming as we see justice haynes doing his thing in the drill as well we shift to the quarterbacks here's ty simpson little out cut to jacory brook tyler buckner to the other corner to robbie oots jalen milrow little check down this is a red zone look here to cj dupree here comes eli holstein Nice little ball to the corner there to Shaz Preston. And then Dylan Lonergan, the other freshman, does the same thing to Cole Adams, his classmate there in the right corner. You know, I roll this 245 in, and we've seen some of these tight ends right there. There's Ty Lockwood, and you kind of wonder, again, what will the usage of that position be as C.J. Dupree there in that rep? Uh, you think that it could be a good bit of two tight end sets for Saturday night. It'll be what Nick Saban wants Texas to see, you have to think. Uh, but the big picture prospects of this offense, whether it's two tight end looks, uh, will there be more two running back sets that we've seen from Alabama? Certainly we saw a good bit of that last year with Jameer Gibbs and Jace McClellan primarily. Uh, so some guys to consider for those looks because, you know, Jace McClellan, I've said this before, feels like he's a little bit underserved going into the season. And I think some people may wonder a little bit if this thing's going to be truly more downhill and direct runs, how well will that fit Jace McClellan? But go back to that Ole Miss game at the end of last season when Jameer Gibbs was out or injured for much of that game. 
and they really needed Jace McClellan. Jace McClellan ran with some true heart against the Rebels in helping Alabama come back from that deficit and get the win over Lane Kiffin's team. So Jace has shown you he can run the football between the tackles. I think when you look at this group, explosiveness is what comes to mind for me, first and foremost, for Jace McClellan. Jace McClellan's had 200 career touches at Alabama. He has scored 17 touchdowns. He averaged nearly 13 yards per catch last season. His career yards per carry average at Alabama is in excess of six yards. So don't forget about this guy as we head into the 2023 season. Eli Holstein, as we roll it here, 256 in. He connects with another one of those tight ends, Amari Nyblack. And there's Miles Kitzelman at the 304 mark. We haven't seen Miles much in the practice footage of late. But again, another one of those tight ends that Alabama can dial up if needed. Robbie Oots and Ty Lockwood also here from Tyler Buckner. So there you go. There is your practice watch along for a Tuesday night. Not as elongated, perhaps, as Monday nights, but still a lot of fun. We got to check out some interesting guys. And again, a lot of the guys that we watched this evening, whether it was inside linebacker, outside linebacker, receivers, running backs, all of these guys, too, can play into special teams. So don't forget about the kicking game in all of this as you get ready for Alabama MTSU from Bryant-Denny Stadium Saturday night. I can tell you something you're going to want to do between now and then and through the game and beyond, and that's join us at BamaOnline.com. Come hang out with us on the roundtable, the premium message board of choice for Alabama fans around the globe. Come post up. We've got site publisher Tim Watts. We've got Andrew Bone. We've got Joseph Hastings. We've got Jimmy Stein. We've got Clint Lamb. We've got senior writer Charlie Potter. So come on. What are you waiting on? Hang out with us at BamaOnline.com. Now, this podcast, the video version of it, will upload to my personal YouTube page. That's at Travis Ryer, B-O-L, on YouTube. And, of course, the audio format will go up as well. Wherever you consume podcasts, you're going to find the Bama Online Podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the Bama Online Podcast, we certainly hope you'll do that as well. If you would leave us a rating and a review that would be tremendously appreciated. Travis Ryer, thanking you once again. And until next time, so long, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.